Hello everyone, welcome back to Golden Chips, the fully planned podcast with no issues whatsoever. And I am here with two very special guests and personal friends of mine. We have the organisers of Rewind Gaming, Poison Wasp and Bucketman. How are you doing guys? Hello, nice to be on the, uh, on the show. How have you been? It's been ages since I talked to you. I think, like, Poison, I, I haven't actually talked to you since we made the group chat for this recording. Did I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's probably true actually yeah yeah i think it all came about because i i had Buckingham still on twitter ah that's thought, a good hey, move actually hey why not why not but yeah, yeah how, have you, how have you guys been in with everything that's going on and just since we last talked because it's been it's been years mm. do you want to start poison yeah sure um no i've been good yeah just focusing on uni at the moment really um you know kind of living I hate to say it, living my best life, and you know, uh, I'm actually on a work placement at the moment, not to be too oh, dull, nice. but just so having a bit of time to, uh, you know, earn a bit of dosh, uh, do some coding, which is fun, you know. Still good, yeah. still really good. Like considering yeah. that's the one, that's the one thing you want in a time like this is some form of security. Yeah, it's been it's been good actually. I'm pretty what? happy. Um, what about you, Buckingham? Yeah, I've been decent. I mean, obviously, it's been a while since I was particularly involved with the Rocket League community because, mm. I mean, what Rewind Gaming stopped in like what late twenty nineteen, yeah, uh, November nineteen. Um, yeah, and but yeah, we, uh, similar to Poison, I've been at uni. Um, still got my world to live. Just about we're getting there. <laughs> Hanging on by yeah. a thread. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just there, yeah. just about. Yeah, it's it's crunch time right now on the on the like coursework front but but we'll, we'll make it yeah. i believe like nothing motivates a man more than the last minute am i right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> creativity comes from desperation trust me <laughs> i know <laughs> but, oh yeah when's this podcast getting released sappy is it tomorrow <laughs> what okay <laughs> calling him out <laughs> Watch I me edit never. this to like 4 a.m. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know that you said like Rewind ended in like November 2019, but how did it actually start? How did it How did it come about? Good question. Uh, I can take it first if you want, Bucket. Sure. Uh, so, oh god, I actually can't remember when, when we started. 20, 2017, 2018? There we go. It was September 2016. There we go. Ooh, so basically, uh, summer of 2016 i created a discord server and it was called poison wasp scrappy server and basically it was just a place to to like play with a bunch of people that i met on rocket league and so like me and bucket were both in it and we had some friends from steam and stuff and we decided to host a 2v2 rocket league tournament on challenge.com <laughs> yes. a friend of ours called fusion um shout out to fusion by the way i will probably send this to him when it goes live so he can watch it uh very cool Big guys ups. massive rewind gaming golden oldie um <laughs> what so we that tournament, and this was like at the start of at the start of rocket league in some ways right it was just becoming a fledgling game yeah it was quite early hmm. and so you know we were like oh let's hold some events people want to play in them and it's called fusion uh, wasp fusion wasp yeah that's right <laughs> uh and so we just kept um we kept running events, didn't we? But... Yeah, like, well, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't that involved with the first one. That's, um, yeah, that's it was fair. mostly you and <laughs> Fusion, which is probably why it was called what it was. Yeah, like the first one, I think, did you put it on Reddit or somewhere? And like, probably, kind of, yeah. you got a few random people coming along and then like, 
it just kept growing and then we started just running them every week yeah the first um, rewind gaming one was um was it the halloween tournament yeah possibly october 30 30th the day before halloween we held i think it was probably the first rewind gaming branded tournament um halloween yeah, theme possibly. we basically pulled together like a bunch of halloween themed items and that was the prize money and we took donations yes. as well, i think um and i casted it i casted it by myself <laughs> at like one afternoon just before halloween and that was great fun so that would be the start of everyone gaming i guess and yeah. we kept doing it weekly from then that sounds like yeah. so much fun though honestly <laughs> like yeah. having that grassroots start it's like eh, let's let's run some doubles it'll be fun and then suddenly just oh pe people are interested okay <laughs> and then obviously you transition to becoming rewind gaming and you set up this all branding and everything i have to ask though how was how was shout casting like was it fun was it learning experience well it was the first time i ever casted <laughs> and I think I probably watched about two hours worth of Rocket League esports in totals before then. Surprisingly tiring, actually. Oh yeah, it takes like, a lot out you of know, you. It takes a lot out of you. You need a lot of water because your throat gets ridiculously dry. But it was an absolute blast. It was really good fun. Like uh, Especially mm -hmm. at that kind of level where it doesn't really matter too much about messing up. Um, you can just kind of have a, have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, you can stumble like, through. Got you on the stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had one cast ever. <laughs> I did. Oh, yes, I remember this. <laughs> um, so there was a uh, back in the day. It's I think so, it got deleted for some reason. But there was a Discord server called I think the RL, um, and it had like kind of all the people, all the like org leaders on it and stuff. And I remember um, Bornwolf of Shift Pro League sent a message like, "Hey, has anyone got any casters available? We haven't got any." And you know, no one had any. And I said, like, oh, "I'll give it a go." I'll, I'll a try well, you know why not so i had a go um and it wasn't that great and then a few months later spl stopped operating so i think we can mm. all we, we all know why that was <laughs> mm. it was all downhill from there was it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and I, then the fun I begins the end of SPL. <laughs> i am instrumental Sorry, to their downfall <laughs> my bad <laughs> Now, I gotta say, like, I always used to, I, I remember specifically, this was one thing that I, I always got knocked at, is that I'd see, like, bottles of water in frame when you have shoutcasters on screen, and it's like, oh, come on, like, they've still got their bottles of water in the shot, what's the point, it looks so professional, and then you've just got this bottle of water, and then after I did it a few times, just, like, as a joke in private games, <laughs> I realised, okay, they need those bottles of water, jeez, they need it on tap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. They need one of those camelbacks. You know, really oh, goes like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are invaluable. I, I yeah. actually, I actually trialed it once, but I scrapped it. Is one live, <laughs> uh, like a test? A te no, I kid you not. A test live stream I did one time that I scrapped it because I leaned back on my chair too much. I'm, I way wow. too quick to like lean back, but I had a camelback tucked in my shirt, and then the wow. straw just came like through <laughs> my headphones and then down the side to my mouth. <laughs> like i i thought i was giga brain i thought i was like the coolest shit and then i Whoa. leaned back and i the sensation put chills down my spine but <laughs> but i gotta say though um what was what was the one takeaway from it like the thing that you learned the most like we talked about shout casting but like other things like managing as it got bigger uh sort of the back end of it or just like the branding what was that what was the um, one thing that you learned the most about when you ran 
I have a pretty good on pretty easy answer for this, I think, because um as it kind of grew um our staff team grew, we ended up kind of with well, it started out with basically just me and Poison running it, and Poison would do all the epic graphics, and I'd be like pretending to do pretending to be useful and broadcasting <laughs> it. Um, and we were pretty used to handling it all on our own, but then like you know, as the server grew and the staff team grew, it got to the point where we realised none of the staff really had anything to do because we were just we were just doing everything. Like we had a graphics <laughs> team, but Poison did all the graphics, and like. <laughs> You know, like you did, we did all the promo ourselves. So it's like we have these moderators and graphics people and broadcasters, but like, you know, it was like we just weren't doing it. And I think it kind of ended up, we ended up having a bit of a watershed moment where we were just like, ah, we kind <laughs> of need to actually give these people something to do and yeah. realize that they are actually trustworthy because, like, obviously they were trustworthy. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, if they weren't, there wasn't at that time, there wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah we it, had it was just a team who wanted to do stuff, didn't we? Yeah. And we were really excited to have them on the team. <laughs> but <laughs> we didn't actually give them anything to do. You never delegated no. anything. <laughs> never gave yeah. them anything to do. So yeah, definitely handing over responsibilities to different people was like a big mm. turning point. Just working out how yeah. to how to do it in such a way that we were still kind of, I don't know, happy with how it all worked out. Yeah. But you know, we I think in a way it was we were a bit guilty as well because we we felt you know having done all the work for everything we felt a bit like we weren't being lazy by handing other jobs to other people yeah like, i get that here's what you have to do mm, yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> i i definitely feel you there because i i've had like friends in the past who who said like oh let me edit your videos for you it'll be fun it'll be experience for me and it's twofold because one I don't know what the hell I'm doing to begin with. So how am I going to coordinate <laughs> someone else to say, okay, here's the style I want it. Here's how I want this to transition, etc. But the, like more relevant is how it's like relinquishing that control is always so difficult. Like you're so used to doing it as like a solo gig or with like this tight knit circle of like two or three people that you trust. And then suddenly handing it out to this team. It, it's, it's like handing out your, like giving your baby. It's like this. Yeah. Like this is my child. Protect him. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a learning experience as well. I imagine, like just through yeah. all of that. I feel like we should also mention where the name Rewind Gaming came from. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you, Do you remember Poison? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to nurse my memory on this one. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm an old man now, apparently. <clears throat> so way back in the day, this must have been like. Yeah, 20, 2015, 2016. Ooh. We would be like, you know, chilling with the boys. Me and Poison went to the same school. So we'd be chilling with our school friends. We played, we, we, we got into, we had like a period of like playing lots of CSGO. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And so yeah. we'd be playing CSGO with, I think, a music bot. I think this was Poison Wasp Crappy Server Days. <laughs> um, and we, yeah, and we'd like obviously be queuing up tunes on the music bot. And one tune that, um, I was quite into at the time and still am because it's a banger is rewind by London electricity. Um, Ooh, I like and, the inspiration. Yeah. And in that song, there is this like, there's like a kind of hook where like, I'm not going to sing, but like <laughs> you hear the word like rewind. So I'm like a different pitch. Like a big kind of falsetto, like 
rewind and then we'd all sing along to that it was quite and and, and yeah. then we were like joking about going pro in csgo which we weren't we were like silver two but <laughs> i'm silver two so um, i'll be glass house yeah. in if i knock that <laughs> bro don't you worry you can join rewind gaming esports team when it happens mm. but um yeah we joked about going pro in rewind in csgo and we ended up coming up with the name rewind gaming as a result of that song nice are you gonna do your singing now, Poison? Uh, no. How about you just like chuck a link to the song in the description or something? I won't. I won't embarrass myself. Yeah. Okay. Out. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just uh, dash the responsibility off. Just yeah. no. Not. I'm not. I've embarrassed myself enough today, and it's only been what twenty minutes recording. <laughs> yeah. Well, let Leanne Carroll, the vocalist, handle it. Yeah. That's good. She's that a lot better than we are. Okay, before we continue, I just I want to ask, I want to ask Blackman. I know you said earlier that you had like someone doing the graphics and then you'd be pretending to do the graphics. Were you ever that one kid in school? It's like when the teacher would come around in the IT class, you would just like fake waggle your fingers on the keyboard to make it look <laughs> like you were working. Oh man, I mean, to be fair, I I never really did. I did like do like mock-ups of a couple of posters and things and I like I designed an alternative rewind gaming logo and it was not very good. But no, I, I left the graphics to Poison, but like, yeah, I always was a bit, a bit like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I got a lot of credit for things. And to be honest, like, it was probably Poison that did a lot of the work early on. Like, I did do some stuff like... You did do your fair share, though, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I did like moderation and broadcasting and stuff, but like... The stuff that the organizer that the org kind of needed to start with was stuff like graphics and things, and that was yeah definitely not something I really had an eye for at the time. Mm, I had to learn Photoshop <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's one I way to learn it. Like, you know, uh, designing the first few posters, I probably got them somewhere as well, um, like the old documents. Oh yeah. Renovating them every so often, just randomly deciding one one weekend, like, oh, we're gonna make a new style of poster for the event. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the original logo was just an R. Mm. In, was it Baron Neuer? Baron Neuer, yes. I'm oh gonna go to the Google Drive and oh, see. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you yeah. can, send me all I don't know if you want it. We can probably chuck you a bunch of old links and old images. <laughs> yeah. oh, please do. Uh, please do. I I'll have a dig this. after the podcast. I'll send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you said you learned podcast. You learned um, podcast. Yes. Yeah. You learned. Um, I was about to say poison wasp, but that's not. What I was about to say either. <laughs> How does one yeah, learn poison wasp? <laughs> it's impossible. Here's a mystery. <laughs> An um, enigma beyond time. Exactly. <laughs> But um, you said you learned Photoshop through Rewind Gaming, and like I learned web web dev through Rewind Gaming because yeah. I I made the website and I downloaded like this Bootstrap template, and I had no real idea what I was doing. If I change these variables, something will happen. Yeah, I was just like <laughs> really just doing things all the wrong ways. <laughs> but we ended up having like a pretty nice website, and it was nicer than most of the other orgs at the time. So I was quite happy with and it. It's but, still like, our website today, isn't it? Oh yeah, we were gonna revamp it before we close, weren't we? Uh, I you definitely had a foothold like in a lot of like the grassroots, like smaller level. I mean, I yeah. like I I joined. I think it was RG Weekly Six as a free as a free agent, and we ended up going against <laughs> Grand Champions and our just, like our little platinum, our like rising star plat team oh. <laughs> up against Grand Champs. <laughs> that's how it goes isn't it it's sometimes it'd be seeding. like that sometimes it'd be yeah. like that you know yeah. 
Like, the seed does not discriminate. It giveth and it taketh away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got to ask, though, like, did you ever have any, like, expectation versus reality moments? Like, did you have any moments where is where you ran into something and thought, okay, this is not how I pictured this going? I think I could probably just, like, touch on how difficult it actually is as a grassroots org to get funding. Mm. It's it was very difficult at the start to to fund the prize pools, and so you get in this catch twenty two cycle of kind of needing prize pools to get people to play, but then needing people to play for there to be tournaments for people to want to donate to them, and like yeah, understandably people don't part with their money very easily, mm. um, and there was a service we used really right up until near the end of our you know end of our term on the org uh called matcharino which is very helpful in oh, starting yeah. out yeah um they used to do one dollar codes you could you could use so you display the code on stream and people could log into the website and use the codes to add a dollar to the prize pool yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Like having... Our main funding source for most of the events, which was a I have no idea how they made money though, because they were literally giving money away. I think it was more but... of an onboarding thing. It's like you, like you get yeah, enough people like, heard no about one... it, and then they'll turn around later on and say, "Okay, mm -hmm. like, oh, like this is something I support. I'll put money in," and then they take a cut. Like they have a cut yeah. of that. I don't think they did. Oh, because wow, yeah. I'm fairly sure the only cut that went out was to PayPal. I think. Mm, I mean, yeah, the thing was, right. Matarino ended up like starting to offer merch and things to try and mm. because clearly, I don't think they, you know, people donated enough off their own backs to make up for all the codes they were giving out. So they had to like start oh, going no. into merchandising and stuff. Like we, um, I think we were on a Discord with them, um, with like us and like a load of other orgs that used Matarino. And um, they were all like, oh, guys, we now do like merchandise. Just send us your logo and we'll get it put on a T-shirt and made for you. But it was like, I mean, <laughs> we have like Teespring and stuff that's just better. Mm. Like, sorry, guys, but we don't really have a, have a use for it. Yeah, that was an interesting time, actually, because it was like we weren't sure whether we were going to be able to continue funding stuff. And obviously, Matcharino had realized it wasn't really a very viable scheme to keep doing the codes and things. Um, mm. And it was a bit of a scramble to try and come up with other ways to provide value, I would say. Um, mm. That was an interesting time, yeah. Yeah, especially, like you say, in the grassroots, like in the grassroots level, you like fun you can't exactly secure funding from things like a, a sponsor or anything, because mm. you haven't got that, like, gr as a brand, you haven't got that same gravity that, like, the bigger the bigger orgs do that command those kinds of sponsors so you're really at the mercy of whoever's like playing or watching yeah. and i can imagine that can be a little bit scary <laughs> yeah and i mean like as well like we ran was what was it like 50 60 weeklies well i'm, I'm just gonna have to try and have a look actually yeah yeah, and I'm like... trying to type very quietly on my keyboard so it doesn't <laughs> pick up by the uh... mechanical keyboard like... rise up yeah it's just like a little little membrane thing but I just typed so loudly, I just like <laughs> smashed the keys. Uh, 
I bought Poison in my car for Christmas once because it was that loud and I wanted it away from oh his keyboard and in his face. I drove around to my house and came in while I was in the middle of like a Rocket League game. <laughs> uh, that was great, yeah. Mm. Got a video of that somewhere actually, I think. Yeah, I think I vlogged it. It's the one and only vlog I've ever done. Content never stops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. RG oh, behind the scenes. You should have done that. Make like a Patreon. <laughs> Just like behind the scenes content. Come on. No yeah. one would have wanted to watch that sappy, apart from maybe you. At least you got you got one you got one growth, a hundred percent more than yeah. last month. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see. So RG weeklies, oh, Smash GG is searching a little bit. We did it seventy six. Blimey. Uh, and then going strong all the way through. We had like a hundred attendees in our seventy sixth weekly. Yeah, and we That's had ridiculous. um. Jeez, man. we had a couple of tournaments on the side as well. Like we were doing two tournaments a week for a while. Oh well, that's a good point. Yeah, because we used to do we used to do one v one, two v two, and three v three every single week. Yeah, I remember there was a time no. that you were running every like loads of tournaments in parallel. Really? Yeah, <laughs> we were really burning the candle on like every single end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was fun. I remember it being ridiculously busy. Uh, mm. 2018 and 2017 was kind of our busy period where it was like every single week we were doing stuff. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, did it ever burn? If it did, it ever like stress you guys out, Major? Because I know you you started with two v twos, expanded to more or less the whole matchup bracket, and then you sort of slimmed it. I think you slimmed it back down at some point. Did. It's like, did it ever like overly stress you guys out? Did you ever hit like a point where it was like scope creep had got the better of you? Oh yeah, um, like we were in the height of Rewind Gaming at the start of A levels at school. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so suffice to say, <clears throat> I'm I can't speak for Bucket, but personally, I probably could have balanced it all out a little bit better. Mm. I did focus quite hard on Rewind Gaming. Um, <clears throat> so you know that has its upsides and its downsides it's been helpful it's surprisingly helpful actually for placements I think companies like to see that you know the entrepreneurial spirit mm. Um, mm. you know but you know probably could have spent a bit more time revising I remember yeah. RLCS in London was like it was a weekend, and on the Monday, I had my A-level computer science exam. Mm, remember and that. So I met, and we we both did CS. So I think I was on. My parents only let me go on like the Friday. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was a three-day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just so so bad though because like I was sat at home watching it, and like all the like this is Rocket League, and oh, no. yeah, oh that such iconic a moment. moment. I and my seat was there, but it was empty. No. Oh. <laughs> you made it onto the stream a few times, though, because didn't you bring an actual bucket with you to wear? <laughs> yeah, I had a bucket on my head. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my Twitter profile photo, I think. Yeah, I think it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm in> <laughs> That's how you cemented yourself as an icon that day. Yeah, I actually, it was tough getting that bucket through security. <laughs> I was. I had to explain to them like I had to explain to this like big old buff security dude that I was called Bucket Man, <laughs> and I was like this this like specky teen with like my bucket in my shoulder bag, and I was like, oh no, look, it's just a bucket. It's about who I am. 
Yeah, my my <laughs> online name is Bucketman. Don't worry. And like, meanwhile, all everyone else I'd come with was like on the other side of the like security thing, pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> and he had to like go get the manager over or something. Oh, it was. But I got the bucket in, and I got that profile photo, so I'm happy. So that's how you know an icon is made. Is like it wasn't it wasn't the Grappy server, it wasn't Fusion Wasp, it wasn't Rewind Gaming, it wasn't RG Weekly. <laughs> it was wearing a bucket on your head to RLCS London. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! It meant people could identify me, you know. Our dreams are made. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I know you touched on before how placements really like the the RG, like RG and the initiative that it had mm. like careers as opportunities. That's definitely like a massive deal, especially like esports is an industry in itself, but even outside of that, seeing like the, the self-driven, like big projects like that, organizational skills, I mean, it's, it's a big deal making an an org like that. Yeah. I don't think we really realized that at the time, did we? Oh, it's just like a fun thing. (laughs) We enjoying ourselves running tournaments, but actually, yeah, it's uh, surprisingly, you know, looked up to, I think. Mm. By, by a lot of people and um, yeah because it takes a lot out of was... someone to run it mm-hmm. mm. it was yeah, kind of crazy yeah. as well when like we started getting somewhat big as well and like you know we were able to do things like say that we were in charge of europe's biggest rocket league um organizer yeah like, europe's <laughs> biggest like europe only rocket league organizer because i'm pretty sure prl or rival as they're called these days were still yeah. kind of yeah i think that was multi-region yeah, yeah, but they were NA mostly with EU on the side. <laughs> yeah, whereas you guys were like focused on specifically EU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, sounds amazing though. Like amazing experience. I mean, looking <laughs> looking back behind you, do you regret anything about it or? I don't think so. Um, no, not particularly. There's I mean... nothing I, I don't look back and think about. Like I wish I'd done it differently. I think we we did really go with the flow of what needed to be done. I would mm. say, yeah. And to be honest, I I don't I don't really regret stopping either. Like, not that I hated doing. You know, I'd have loved to continue, but it wasn't really the time for it for us, or really for the scene because the scene was struggling. Mm. Yeah, grassroots um, is really falling apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can probably touch on that in a bit more detail. Um, yeah. Do you want to touch? Do you want to touch on that now? It's like what actually happened with the grassroots scene and why you guys yeah sort of we can pop back what you were saying bucket afterwards if you want um oh uh, yeah sure yeah like <clears throat> i don't know exactly when it was but the grassroots communities the tournament organizations did kind of begin to realize that it was becoming increasingly hard to continue doing events because there wasn't adequate support from psionics um, it was shortly it- after they got acquired wasn't it uh, it might have, yeah, when Epic, Epic games. Them. Mm. And there was this kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other uh, d- d- debate, because, like, on the one hand, Psyonix was saying, like, community orgs shouldn't have to be reliant on funding from Psyonix, which is, you know, that's fair enough, I think. It shouldn't yeah. be Psyonix. Like, at, so a certain, at a certain level, yeah, but, yeah, you, they, you can't expect them to fund every single grassroots org out there. Yeah same time but then at the same time like you know that there wasn't even any support in kind of just promoting events on twitter or something which probably could have been done you know they could have done a kind of a spotlight Mm. on Mm. a community org or retweeting events and stuff because there are people who want to play in the events 
And there are Rocket League people who probably haven't ever heard of any of the tournament organizers before. And one tweet on twitter.com slash Rocket League could just open up the floodgates for an org and, you know, yeah. be ridiculously helpful. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think stuff like the Renegade Cup did help with that a bit. That's um, true. And they, that, that had, like, the right motivations behind it. But I'm pretty sure that was before they got acquired. And after that, it just kind of went a bit dry. Yeah, yeah. that was, like, 2018, right? Winter of 2018. Yeah, Renegade mm, Cup. yeah that was around we the time. We were both the starting at uni, I remember. Yes. We offloaded uh, or delegated a lot of the work to our staff team instead, I think. Yeah. I remember sitting in lectures uh, talking <laughs> to a graphic designer about the logo ideas and <laughs> in like a conversation with um, with Skylar from Psionics. Psionics. Yeah, he was, um, what was he working as then? The the esports community manager or something. He'd been brought in. Yeah, something um, like that. He was a great, we really liked Skylar. A very helpful guy. Really, really like, you know, good for the scene. Um, Gave me a great recommendation on LinkedIn as well. Um, I was going to say that. Nice. <laughs> Got but, it. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Community orgs. You, yeah. you just went off on one about Skyler, man. <laughs> I see. Maybe you should pursue him a little bit. Um, yeah. No, so um, a lot of the orgs weren't happy with it. And they couldn't get funding and lots of things were shut down because of it, to my knowledge. I think this was also fairly shortly after they'd made... Oh, no, that wasn't that, that long after they made it, but they made the, um, like, community regulations. Mm, yeah. Um, about, like, you uh, can't... Yeah. You know, you have to hit us up if you have an event with a certain prize pool. You can't run an event sponsored by certain companies. And that was mm. a big one, actually, because yeah. um, we actually were contacted by a... Well, or we got in contact with a large company that wanted to sponsor us that wasn't psionics which was you know a really big deal mm. um but they're an alcohol company so we couldn't we we contacted mm. psionics like hey can we can we do this and they were like no sorry mm. Mm. so it was like it kind of felt like to us at least we you know we we were kind of at psionics's mercy because we they were the only people giving us money because we couldn't get really money from it from anywhere else without their approval yeah I wasn't the only one who noticed that. I noticed that around the time of the Epic acquisition, like because there was there was some like grassroots support to an extent. Like you said, yeah, the Renegade Cup, and they they had a push, not at the same level, but they had a push for like all of the collegiate cups as well, like at least in NA. But I don't know. It's like they they got acquired, and then everything just sort of went. Like that was it. Nothing. Didn't hear anything apart from RLCS. Yeah, I don't know. I think at that point, I kind of began to drop off the Rocket League scene. Um, mm. I did lose interest kind of around 2019, I think, just because it was kind of a bit clear that, I don't know, it wasn't really, didn't really feel like a priority anymore for, yeah. to support the grassroots stuff. And I also had my own other priorities. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if kind of Epic acquired Psionics and with that, a big nest egg of money that can be used for the events and stuff so you don't have to, have to worry about the pitching massively please don't send the lawyers the lawyers after me but um, yeah because they did rcs and rcsx as well later on but i think one of the reasons they gave for it was that they kind of had to do put a lot of work into kind of restructuring to match like the epic mm. you know the epic kind of model they needed to yeah exactly mm. but we just didn't hear anything during that period 
I'll say if they're like sort of following on from that, if let's say like someone listening to this wants to start an org tomorrow, what would be the one thing that you tell them to watch out for? Like be that like a warning or like why they should or shouldn't do a specific thing? Is there anything that you'd like stands out that you would say, okay, like here's what you should or shouldn't do if you want to start an org, let's say tomorrow? I would probably just say you can't half ass it. If you want to do it and you want yeah. to be a successful community org, you need to you need to dive in head first, have a plan of action, um, understand or learn quickly how to use social media to promote yourself. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, in some in some ways, I think you probably also do need to find some way of funding the events. Because um, mm. I think despite a lot of people in the Rocket League scene saying they're very happy to playing the community organized events and stuff, you know, we definitely saw an increase in participants when we had bigger prize pools. Yeah. So you do the maths. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely helpful having money on, on the line. Um, but yeah, the primary thing is just, you can't half ass it. You've got to go head first and you've got to really dedicate a lot of time at the start to kind of. I'd have said as well that like, I think one of the reasons we rose like we did was just because of the weeklies. Mm. Like, you know, 76 weeks or whatever, that's like a year and a half of doing it every week. And, you know, it. What I think what it did for us was it gave us quite a good, a solid core community of just people who, like, who came back every week and yeah. who might mention it to people. And, you know, if they made a friend online, then they might get that friend to, play in the tournament with them like that community the power of that community is really not to be underestimated and like it also was just really nice because we, we you know we had names coming back and like we started to get bigger people taking notice like i remember we had ike wolf a couple of times and he was a big deal at the time in the exclusives yeah um and he obviously bossed it and won every single one he took part in or whatever but... <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, like, I mean, like, and there was people like you, Sappy, like, with, was it A Unlucky the team was called? Yeah, A Unlucky. It was me, Iceborg, and Derp Daddy. And I remember specifically, <laughs> like, after that, after that weekly, we decided, you want to stick together as a team? Yeah. So we literally, <laughs> I think it was, I wasn't sure if it was Borg or Derp, but he, they, um, they made a logo and it was literally like a default font on, like, block blue with a google <laughs> hangouts meh emoji <laughs> and that was our brand and that was our brand and it stuck and i actually until very recently i had it on my youtube banner on my main channel <laughs> as like a tribute a tribute to my past life oh because were you guys all free agents then uh, i was with? a free agent and i think uh Derp and Iceborg were looking for a third. Like they entered, but they oh, didn't cool. have it. They didn't have a team. There's like, hey, here you go, random guy from England. I mean, I, and like, not to be rude, you guys were not that good. Like, you were never particularly <laughs> yeah, competing in the finals. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think I said to you. I think um, when when you DM'd me on Discord, didn't you? Like, the last conversation we'd had was like me telling you how awesome and unlucky are just because like you guys were not necessarily the most technically skilled people in the tournament but you mm. were always among the top in terms of just like pure like sportsmanship 
I think that's the main thing with grassroots though, is that the sense of community and like sportsmanship is always, it's always going to be there. Definitely. But like you'd get, you get people that would see, oh, 20 quid on that tournament. Let's go. Let's win 20 quid. We're going to go win 20 quid, make loads of money. Hell yeah. Mm. And they were there for the 20 quid. And nothing else. Um, Yeah. And so they got so salty when they lost and they'd be like in this Twitch chat and like, whereas you guys, you know, you'd make it, you know, you'd make it like a couple of rounds. You'd be like, just chilling out. You say like, you know, good game after every round. And then, you know, you'd wish your opponents good luck at the end of it. And I think that's just really important. It's just like, not only a, you know, it, it almost like sets a good example for other teams because like, you know, you shouldn't feel like you shouldn't feel exploited after you've lost to someone, hmm. you know, they shouldn't make you feel exploited. And if you've beaten someone, then, you know, they shouldn't be like trying to get at you either. Like, yeah, we're at the end of the day, it's 20 quid. Like, <laughs> you know, that's like a dominoes. That's like a dominoes. Yeah. I think I remember specific. I specifically remember making a joke at a DM with the with the other two. It's like, right, if we win this, the first thing I'm buying is a Tesco meal deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> lofty goals. Yeah, aim, shoot for the stars, shoot for the stars. Yeah, I, I, I think I, well, I definitely agree with you there. It's like the two hardest hurdles, at least in my mind, both from, as I like being on both sides of it like i've had friends who wanted to start orgs and did and then realizing okay i've half-assed it and it died in two weeks what do i do surprised pikachu meme insert here um (laughs) (laughs) but like the two hardest parts are like one branding like getting a name for yourself getting yourself out there and two funding because like you said the one of the biggest draws um is like a prize pool like having an incentive to actually come and participate beyond just oh it's friendlies for the fun of it do it for the game and i think that's potentially why you need to work at it for as long as you know f- for a long time because like kind of you need to what what was it really important for everyone gaming it was just the sense of community and like everyone knew each other and so and like people would be active in the discord chat outside of tournament times and stuff like you know, let's say we've got Team A and Team B, they, they're fairly similarly matched, then Team A would be like, oh, let's beat Team B this week. And Team B would be like, oh, let's beat Team A this week. And, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, Yeah. Just... Yeah, you want friendly rivalry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because, like, just to kind of touch on it, like, the Rewind Gaming server is still active to this day. You know, we still have regulars talking in it. Um, you know, so... We obviously did manage to build that community of people. Um, yeah. Mm. Sorry, Poison, you broke up a bit oh, there. Yeah, so that's my you, bad you... internet. Let's yeah. edit that out. <laughs> that's uh, why Poison didn't broadcast for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying there are lots of orgs out there who I don't think have the same kind of active channels once the actual org stops running events. Yeah. So you can kind of prioritize on, like, you either have really quick growth uh you know yeah where you suddenly get lots of events and lots of people taking part but the problem with that is it's a really quick drop off as well hmm. or you can really kind of focus on the quality of your community and then it's much longer lasting and i would probably argue a bit more rewarding mm. you know it's still really nice to keep in touch with everyone who's uh still active in the discord and stuff mm, exactly and yeah. i think as well like one of the things we aimed for was like yes while we didn't have that much money to put to prize pools and stuff 
we could at least do the best with what we had in terms of making the tournament good quality and like yeah you know doing things like having a really nice stream and things like we that like took a lot of pride into making sure everything was run perfectly didn't we yeah exactly <laughs> like making down sure to even down to the moderation yeah 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 Definitely. so that was really nice you know you don't want to you want to put all the effort into that and mm. then yeah you know it, it it comes through when people take part and when people watch the streams you know yeah. you can be a high quality organization and the event can be high quality without it having a lot of money and exactly. the other way around you could pump in five thousand pounds but have a really terrible stream and awful moderation it doesn't work and it, it falls know. apart instantly yeah yeah i think that was the one thing that separated from everything else is like I, again flipping back to when i when i competed and shortly after i think the community like in any esports org or just anything in general any online like presence the community is so important well for two reasons because one you're always going to have like that tight-knit community and they're always going to be your biggest cheerleaders like if you want to grow that that small like group of ogs or like people who are dedicated to it they're going to be the ones who are going to say to others it's like oh yeah i play with these guys you should come along you should check it out or like hey you should watch the stream time sometime i'm playing and appreciate the support mm. like things like that that and it's just uh, having a welcoming atmosphere like i remember specifically after after we lost i still i think i lurked in the public chats on the discord for a bit and it wasn't like there was no there was no toxicity whatsoever it's like there was i was i was fully expecting to go in there and see it's like oh what kind of matchup was that these got these guys were terrible they were completely out of their league but there there was none of that there was it was it was all wholesome vibes only to, to, to not go stable memes. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the and I mean I feel like we are kind of potentially slightly being um, a bit self indulgent here. You're allowed, to, <laughs> you're allowed to be. I invited you guys on for a reason. Oh, but um, what I think one of the potentially one of the reasons why 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 we ended up with such a good community was because the moderators set a really good example. Like we made sure that the moderators like. You know, we didn't have. We made sure we didn't have people that, that were likely to get salty. Like, you know, if say one team's been trash talking another, right? You don't want yeah. some moderator to just be like, "Oh well, that's your fault. Get out the tournament." You know, you need a moderator mm. that turns up and goes, "Okay, guys, what's the problem and how can I help?" Yeah, you know, and you know, obviously that doesn't mean you you shouldn't like if you know if a team is being really really abhorrent in the chat, you, you should still kick them out the tournament because they're dickheads. But like. <laughs> you know, the, a moderator that's kind of that feels like they are on your side, I guess, if you're in yeah. the right, at least mm. just kind of really made sure that people realize what they got from us. And hopefully that meant that they would get a similar kind. They would give a similar thing back. Yeah. Having the right team behind you. Definitely. Mm. Oh, and I think another thing I wanted to mention as well was, um, you were saying that like the early community would like be playing in tournaments a lot, but actually I think for real and gaming for a lot of other orgs, like the early community ended up running the tournaments. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. You know, particularly as we were growing with the weeklies and stuff, it was, um, you know, it was the people that were in the server initially that were behind the tournaments kind of bringing more people in. Like, um, I'm not going to start listing people because I would forget. <laughs> but they know who they are so yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was the community that really, really killed it for us. Mm. Killed it in a good way. Yeah, yeah in, in a, a good, good way. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having that community and a team behind you, because that's the thing. Like, if you've got if you've got competitors who lift you up, and you've got a team that lifts you up, it's just going to go up and up and up. Like, yeah. it's it's such a it's such a good thing having the right people behind you because when you're all like there's no infighting and you're all on the same team and pushing for the same thing mm. like with rewind you create amazing things <laughs> well we did have our we did have a, a our fair share of infighting i'd say in the in the team i'd say mm. but we always we always came to a, a resolution that i think most people were happy with you know majority yeah. of people um so yeah and it never really felt like work. Mm. Yeah, it never felt like work. That's a good point. Like, one thing we, we always did was the moderators would always be in a group chat together because, like, I mean, you could, what, for one thing, it helps them communicate and be like, okay, Dave, you go handle that request on Smash GG and I'll keep an eye on the Twitch chat. But also, like, you know, they're volunteering. They're here to, like, you know, they're here because they're passionate and, and they're spending their entire time. It was always really nice. Free. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was always really nice to just chill with some people and like yeah. i feel that was a a good vibe mm. i think it was a good vibe yeah yeah it was, a, it was a nice good times good way to spend your evenings and kind of hang out with a bunch of people and a common goal and stuff mm. yeah. yeah and you get other staff members like dropping in as well yeah even... i think that's another good point you really hit on there a second ago is doing it because you want to like like you said with not half arsing it putting putting it at least three quarters of your ass is <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's impo importantly like rather than as well as not half arsing it one important thing is doing it because you love it because that's what you want to do rather than just thinking oh i'll, I'll make i'll make some good money running an org and having this managerial position it's you've mm. got to do it because you love it especially like yeah. you said at grassroots because uh, at grassroots level funding is such a hard-fought battle like making sure that it's because like you want to do it first and foremost that's paramount if you want it to yeah, succeed that has to be the main reason yeah definitely you can get away with it a little bit more like being a bit more money focused if you're a big org mm. you know kind of company level or something but like in a very very core grassroots you need to be doing it for yourself and for the sake of doing it yeah definitely for the love of the sport <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah it really was for that like back when rocket league esports were first starting off it was really cool and very exciting mm. and everyone was learning new techniques and everyone was improving so quickly you know yeah. week after week what? aside from maybe um oh did i cut out yeah a little bit yeah I was, sorry, I was saying there were, there were no stable teams, you know, everyone kept beating each other because everyone was getting ridiculously good and the skill ceiling mm. is so yeah. ridiculously high. And not only the playing skill ceiling as well, like the, the, the like back end skill ceiling, you know, like right. mm. things like broadcasts were improving every week. I yeah. remember like way back in the day, you know, we had like a custom overlay on our, on our broadcast and that was a pretty big deal. And like having like a pause screen and mm. like, a custom font in OBS. Yeah. And then, you know, later on it was like, we've got like a dynamic overlay that like P the broadcaster doesn't have to update by opening a text box in OBS. Oh, there's a story behind that actually. Oh, um, <laughs> that... well now you've mentioned it, you've got to, you've got to delve into oh, it. Do tell. Yeah. Okay. So the Coliseum, 
if you remember that, was our mm. first big tournament. I think yeah. we, we gave out like 5,760 euros. It was an odd number yeah. because we worked it out so that everyone got kind of like a divisible by three number of prize points. I was going to so say, that's, that's also even. oddly specific. Yeah, because yeah. Can, yeah. can I just touch on the, the structure of the tournament? Yeah, go on. What, so what was it? We had some round robin stuff just to get people to the, the, the finals or whatever, the qualifiers. And then we gave, essentially every team that lost got some prize money as soon as they entered the, the final bracket. Yeah. And the amount you got, if you won a game, the amount you'd receive doubled. Okay. So it starts off with like, if you lost the first game of the, the finals, I don't know what to call it. The Coliseum was the actual name of like that stage of yeah. the event. Mm-hmm. So let you lose the first thing, you'd you'd uh you'd come home and then like after that it was thirty and then at sixty and my mental maths is hundred and twenty and all that, you know. <laughs> um Yeah, that was just a format for anyone who didn't uh didn't know what the Coliseum yeah. was, yeah. Mm. Um but anyway, yeah, as we were in the final weeks of preparation for that we'd um we, we we thought right like we need to make this stream really good let's kind of create a really cool overlay and make it so that it was um make it so that yeah it can be updated from elsewhere because we hadn't done that before you know so that the broadcaster could, could was just sat there pressing the buttons and someone else was changing all the team names and everything yeah um so um we had a couple of developers on the staff team at the time and one of them was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. And he used, I think it's Node CG. Ooh, it's called. Um, and it was made, I think, partly by people from like Games Done Quick. They run, they use it for their streams. Um, oh, that makes sense. But I had no idea what it was uh, or how to use it, and nor did anyone else really. So this guy was working on it. Um, but then like, it got to like a week before the tournament, or maybe even like a few days. It was sketchy. And this <laughs> dude still hadn't done anything. And we were like, well, we've made all these assets on the assumption that we can actually use them. Like, what are, what are we going to do? And so I was, I had work experience at that time. It was in the summer. Um, and I had quite a lot of time sat on the train, like getting to and from. So I remember being like sat on the tube thinking about like, hmm, how can we like, how can we get an external place to control our overlay we need something that someone can edit that's in the cloud and then that we can then pull into the overlay through like an api and then i was like oh, google sheets eureka <laughs> yeah exactly so like i got to work and i sat there in like a little cubicle thing i mean it wasn't a particularly big big deal kind of work experience thing it was classic like intern coffee things yeah but like um so i went and sat in like a corner um and just kate wrote a really really dreadful little bit of javascript that would like go and fetch stuff from google sheets and then put it in this html overlay um and that was that really horrible shaky awful system ran the, the coliseum live stream oh like it God. was a proper house of cards um <laughs> And then, and at the end of all that, um, we ended up with the updater script, which we've now um, open sourced. And people actually, it was, it's, yeah. I think um, Johnny Boy still uses it for his tournament stream Does he? And stuff. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> there yeah. you go. There's your tie. There's your tie. 
Johnny Boy uses my stuff. Hey. Yeah, I mean, he certainly did. Yeah. Um, I helped out his um, the guy he employs to kind of do all the stuff, like his graphics and things, um, because they wanted to add that to their stream, and I'd made that script um, a while back, and so they definitely have been using it. They definitely used it for Salt Mine Two, and I'm fairly sure they've still been using it since then, which is kind of it's kind of cool. That's awesome. It's like a little I mean, bit, of, a little bit of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like nowhere near as pro as like a lot of the solutions people used, but like it kind of sparked quite a lot of you know a, a few other people made similar programs and things. Mm. So it's quite nice to kind of have a part to play in like taking the scene forward. That's awesome. All right, sixty second wrap up. So if I was to start an esports org, your main things are do it for the love of it, not for the money. Get the yes. right team behind you. Make sure you plan it out and finally focus on getting a community would you agree with those or have you got any ones to add yeah those sound good to me i think yeah the i think three the point about delegating is also worth worth um pointing mm. out because yeah it's something i've seen other people um make mistakes with you know it's it's, it's kind of hard to take that step to trust other people with mm. your work mm. you've got okay, to get comfortable it's... letting people, other people do stuff yeah 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 so it okay. saves you time. Get the right team behind you and make sure they actually do something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll, we'll expand that one. We'll add like a sub point to Pillar 2. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Hey, massive thanks to you guys for coming on tonight. I know that Bucket was a bit pressed for time. So massive, <laughs> oh. massive thanks to you guys for coming on. Do you have any closing nice. words? Any shout outs like that? Uh, I guess a massive shout out to everyone who was on the Rewind Gaming staff team. Uh, you know, anyone who's still around in the scene as well. Any players who played in a lot of our events, you know. Um, again, I probably could name a few, but I'd miss out more than I'd remember, so I'm not going to try. Mm. Um, yeah. Everyone who was a part of Rewind Gaming, I think. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, said, I, I would have said the same. Like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, you know, I think... I feel like it was one of those things that was just... It was something that improved everyone that was in, involved in a way mm. like everyone that did it enjoyed doing it and you know at the end of the day i feel like that was that's a nice thing to have done yeah yeah also i mean you had fun with it that's the main thing at the end of the day you, exactly. had, you yeah, exactly. did it and you had fun but that's gonna do it for this episode everyone oh. <laughs> i know so sad to see you go <laughs> <laughs> But it's been lovely having you once again, and we'll see everyone in a couple of weeks. Ta-ta for now.